Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Do we have everybody here? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we is. Claudia. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Claudia. <laughs> we we figured. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm Julianne. I am your host on this podcast. I've got my two. You did not assume this role. Do you know one told you to have this role? <laughs> Julie, please don't let this get to your head, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Celesta, and together, <laughs> this is going to be really cheesy. But yeah, we basically decided to come together and create a podcast. A podcast where we don't even have the name yet. No, do we don't. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It'll soon land. But we just thought we'd take this opportunity to just introduce ourselves so you guys get to know a little bit about us and we will then discussion later on today yeah yeah so does anyone you can go Celeste I don't like when people put me on the spot but (laughs) I'll try my best so like I said before my name is Celeste I have graduated from the University of Leicester, where I studied economics. I actually graduated with a first-class degree. <laughs> Excellent. Everybody has to party. No, that's just one of my favorite movies back in the day. But yeah, so graduated this summer. I've just been doing one internship after the next internship I'm at least you know I'm glad that I'm still employed but I'm looking for like a full-time job etc etc and I will actually I want to talk to you guys more about like my career like my aspirations another time I don't want to get too I don't want to get into it too much because I just feel like it's a really really long long story with many different paths and I don't want to bore you guys <laughs> but yeah who's next We've got our host, Julie. Hi, Um, I'm Julianne. I also just graduated. I graduated with a 2-1 from the University of North Carolina. Thank you. Thank you. It's a graduate. Why are there haters on this podcast already? (laughs) It's so true. The two characters, the claws, the teeth, the fangs. Anyways... I studied interior architecture and design. Um, I'm one of those people that realized halfway through their course that mm, maybe it's not for me, but you know what? God is good. God is great. We move. Um, so I'm currently in search of employment. So if any of y'all got a boss, this somebody's doing I promise I work really hard. I have a strong specific excellent and written communication skills. This podcast is evidence of that, by the way. Please, please. this is not your secret. <laughs> At least tell them what kind of industry you're interested in. Yeah. So I would, do you know, I would actually love to work in the interior design industry, but unless you live in London, it's very, very, very difficult. Like London is just the creative capital. So it's either you get a crazy fat pay and you're able to live in London or you kind of have to try and manage yourself and do something else. So I'm hoping to get into like marketing 
or sales, digital marketing, that kind of thing. So hopefully by God's grace, we'll we'll see something come up. Amen. Yes, it will. Amen. Yes, you did not suffer for all those years to come out oh, and not do anything. It's it's coming. It's coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Amen. Because so is my student financial payment letter. Yeah. <laughs> well. No, that's just, oh my god, that's that's actually gonna come quite soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um as I said before, I'm Claudia. Um, I'm unlike these ladies. I'm still a student. I decided to take very long to graduate university. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that long. Um, I finished A levels like what four years ago? Over four years ago. Why am I still a university student? <laughs> That's right. No, I'm joking. That's actually no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, or was it three years ago? Um, but yeah, I I just came back from a study abroad year. I went to Long Beach, LA County, pure, pure, pure. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I went. I want to say I went to a study abroad, but it was a one year long holiday. If I'm being very honest. Tell us about the modules that you chose, Claudia. Um. Let's just say that one of them was swimming. So <laughs> I'm screaming. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know how to swim um, now, yeah. In the swimming pool. But when I tried in the ocean, no, I tried I almost drowned. <laughs> wow. Oh, whoa, yeah. I fell off my surfboard and um I was screaming help. Nobody was paying attention. Someone even had the audacity to oh shout, my... just stand up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and lo and behold, I stood up and the floor was there. But obviously, when the waves are carrying you, you don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, I just came back from this study abroad and I'm going into my final year. I am a, well, my course is BSc Medical Physiology. Um, don't ask me what it okay. is because <laughs> it's my oh. final year. But I I don't know. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's really good. What do you want to do though after uni? Have you oh. decided? Or like, what are you thinking of? Um, at the moment, I am thinking of going into nutrition or public health nutrition. <laughs> Um, that's kind of the I've started doing like little courses online, so I'll figure it out. I have a whole year now, so yeah, no, that's really good. I definitely think that would suit you as well. Yeah, that would definitely suit you. But you should have even plugged your Instagram page. Oh yeah, you guys follow me at foodie dot at heart on Instagram. Um. Fresh content coming very soon. As soon as I get up out of my mom's yard, I can finally have space in the kitchen and cook as I want. So, fresh content coming <laughs> soon, guys. What about <laughs> what about you, Celesta? What um what industry are you interested in going into? The one that pays the so at the moment. Do you know what, Julie? You're you're on the money. <laughs> what did you say, Julianne? What I'm trying to do. The one that pays the highest. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I've actually, I've got two completely different um, areas. So it's either I'm, I want to stay in civil service because I actually feel like I can make it. I feel like I can make a difference as long as I position myself in the right place, in the right area. Um, or alternatively, I wouldn't mind becoming like a data analyst, mm. like looking at data, making it look pretty for people to understand or making a report out of the data, like comprehending data, understanding it, assimilating all of that stuff. I feel like equally I'd be really good at that, but that's obviously, I could do that within the civil service, but I would prefer to do that outside of the civil service because it pays mm. way more <laughs> to do it inside. But it's what is literally either I'm going to go for the money and that's private sector or I'm going to try my hardest. <coughs> and work in the civil service, preferably within education. I really like education. Everything about education just makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, and see what I can do there. I think I've been inspired by one of my um, one of my modules at uni where I did economics of education. And my lecturer, he's so passionate about like early years development and all the he sent us loads of research and things. And I remember I was reading some of them and some of the stuff that other countries are doing is like really inspiring, especially like Cuba. Like, I love what Cuba is doing in terms of their education system. It's like an integrated education system where they they have um, they have their Department of Health and Department of Education working together distinctively to help kids. And I think that's the approach the UK needs mm-hmm. to take. But um, like I said, I'd have to position myself in an area that will allow me to like voice those opinions or actually be able to influence people to do what I think mm. is right, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> is that philanthropy? Is it philanthropy? Philanthropy. What's the English? I thought philanthropy is when you're rich and you decide to help. Oh, oh is it? Mm. I mean, you can still fit that one. I mean, money. <laughs> you attract money anyway, so. I'm Guys, if you didn't know, we have a nickname for Celeste. No, 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 they don't know. No. Well, <laughs> just know that Celeste is our know. rich auntie. And no, she is yeah. our rich auntie. The rich auntie. She, oh, she attracts God. money. She lets us smell the money as well. Do you know this is no, this is actually really, really funny that you guys say this because I feel like I waste so much. But you still attract me. And number two, I'm just so (laughs) I I just don't see what you guys say. Oh Celeste, maybe Celeste spends five hundred pounds, but two grand has come in, so who's still winning? Uh, do you know what I mean? Like some of us um we're still looking for hundred pounds, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. No. It's okay. Do you know what? Yeah, Celeste, you say that you feel like you waste so much money, but funny enough, I think at this age, a lot of us have wasted money without thinking. But you still think mm. like the fact that you think that you're wasting money is already something. I mean, I realize I've wasted money when I look at my account and there's nothing there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's because of the goal, uh, the goal of you know making sure that I'm a, I'm a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I said 25, but I'm going to push it to 30 because, boy. Economy um, is tight. tight. The economy is very tight. I said 30. And I was thinking, the amount of money you need is not small money. Um, So, yeah, it's just a big goal, Mm. I guess. Did you sign up Um, for that government scheme? The um, help to buy? Is it help to buy? Yeah, they've closed there. Yeah. I did sign up to it. I signed up to it like in the last. Oh my goodness! <laughs> nationwide, they took at least four months to get back to me, but I ha- I now have an account mm-hmm. with them. Um, I actually even need to put one pound in there because I haven't put anything in there yet. Mm-hmm. I swear you had to put one pound in to even open the account. Oh, listen. That's the thing because of the way it took so long for them to even open it up. Because I think literally within the last month of the scheme being open, so many people chose nationwide because they were offering the highest mm. interest rate, mm-hmm. and so it took them forever to actually open my account. I kid you not. I remember I had to go to the branch twice. Um, I tried to email, but email got me nowhere. But I went into the branch, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can see here. It's still being open. I'm thinking, I did this three months ago. I literally, I think, was it November, October is when I did it. And then I went into branch when I when I visited her, maybe in, like, February or March, and it still wasn't open. It took forever. So, um, yeah, you're right. I need to check up on that. Actually, I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to go put my one pound in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for now because yeah I need to do that but I don't know I've been speaking to some other people that have lifetime ISIS and it it sounds like the lifetime ISA is um a little bit better in that sense because it's literally 20 is it 25% bonus or add on to any amount that you need for your deposit or something wait what? I have no idea if I'm honest Okay, I need to Google that actually. I don't like to misinform people, so please, guys, Google everything that I say. <clears throat> oh, um, basically, sorry, yeah, I just I Googled to go it. Google Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go for it. It says, with Elisa, obviously, lifetime ISA, you are able to save up to £4,000 per tax year, and the government will give you a 25% bonus for free on top of your contributions, meaning that you could get a hefty £1,000 bonus every year if you max it out. Tax-free interest on your bonus. Oh, wow. That's what I How does withdrawal from that lifetime ISA work? Or is it like just something... You're already already thinking of how to take the money out. I'm I'm asking because like normally they give you You... a hefty interest when you can't withdraw it that easily. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, she's right. As in like, if you decide to withdraw at any point, I think they take away at least 25% of the money that you've put in. Wow. So if you've put in over the years £10,000, they will take off £2,500 so you can withdraw and have £7,500. I'm not 100% sure on the percentage, but I do think it's 25% as well. Because ultimately, they want you to have the money in there for retirement or buying a house. Those are the only two reasons why you can take your money out. So if you're not buying a house anymore, then you need to keep it in there until pension. But if you obviously want to take it out before pension, then they'll they'll literally penalise your, I want to say, um, tax you, even though that's mm. not the right term. They'll tax you, like, at least, I think it's 25%. It's 20. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, 20%. What is but it, it says for? here. Pardon? No, 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 carry on. Oh, I was going to say, it says here it will charge you 20% if you withdraw the money or transfer it to another type of ISA before you're 60. Okay. Okay. 
So basically how it works is that it's for it's a retirement savings account. But after 60, you can all the money is for you basically. Yeah. Hmm. I should get my parents on that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that one actually be bad. Yeah. Are you I don't know if you guys know that. Are you allowed to have more than one type of ISA account? I got told ages ago when I first opened it, you were only allowed okay. one, one tax-free ISA because, yeah, I got told it was just one. Um, so did I, but if you open up an account with another bank, can you not get an ISA with that new bank? Um, I, I thought you're not allowed. I have no I idea. Yeah, I only my, have one bank, my little sister, she <laughs> tried to open the help to buy ISA, but her other ISA had been open for... <laughs> Her other ISA had been open for too long and they told her something about charges and she didn't end up by opening the help to buy ISA. Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about our understanding mm-hmm. of, like, financial literacy mm-hmm. and all of that. Um in another episode i guess because there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Mm -hmm. things like that but yeah Um, so guys (laughs) this is a hefty question i just want to ask you all like uh, what have you learned through quarantine what has covid taught you in this time i need some more time to think so julie I have, oh, this might be a little bit controversial, but <clears throat> I don't know if it's because I'm older now, but the government that is leading us, may God help us. Yeah, enough said. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Yeah, that's, that's my point <laughs> one. <laughs> point one. There are several parts, but we'll just leave it at points at the title. But I guess on a real note, I think for me personally, because I've done, I suppose, the correct route. You go to school, you get a good education, go to college, sixth form, get a degree, get a good job. I'm still yet to do that one, but that's the plan. And it's like this sort of pre-set out plan for like the whole world is something that we've just been running along with. Does that make sense? Mm. Like. I guess we haven't really like stopped and thought like, okay, do I need to go to university? Could I maybe have done an apprenticeship? Could I have just started up my own business? There's a girl that I went to school with, not going to lie. She wasn't the smartest in maths, English, all these academic subjects. She started up her, she started up a business selling skincare products. It wasn't quite working. So literally quick, 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 quick. This girl rebranded. Now she's um, started a candle company. So she makes candles from scratch. She was in British Vogue. She has her own shop that she's setting up now. She's literally making her money. And it's like, this girl didn't um, go to university. I don't even know if sis did her A-levels, barely passed her maths and (laughs) English GCSE, but she chose the life path that was good for her. And Mm. she's made something out of herself because of it. And I guess it forced me to think like, you know, you've just been kind of going along with the motion. Yeah, go to school, education, education. And don't get me wrong, I 100% believe that education is a really big game changer. But I think you also have to be able to sift between the type of education that you need or the kind of knowledge that you need and like 
what is helpful to you and what is not helpful to you if that makes sense Mm. so I just I think that's kind of what I've been learning like okay what information or what knowledge do I need to acquire to progress in progressing my life in the way that I want to not just go to school education good job where does my life end Mm. (laughs) so I guess that was kind of can I say something I feel like I kind of, I don't know why, but I feel like you're being really hard on yourself in the sense that you're you're thinking about what the other girl has done and it's worked for her. And you're thinking, oh, I, I could have potentially taken a different route. But I do honestly think that when it comes to life-changing decisions, we always kind of choose it based on our circumstance at the time. Like, you're not going to go to uni if you haven't got the right A-levels. You're not going to go to sixth form and do some courses if you haven't got the right GCSE. So every plan or every action that you've taken has been in response to something that you've been that, that you've been able to achieve. And so it may, I guess what you're saying, it, it definitely makes sense to follow that path because you're, you're smart enough or you have the resources to take that mm. path. However, for her, it's completely different in the sense that her options were so limited at that time where it's like if i if she wants to make something of her well, I, I don't know but if i guess people i'm not going to refer to her specifically but i guess people that don't even do well at gcse's you know how limited your options are because in terms of not even being smart but in terms of simple communication skills and acquiring that that work ethic you might not even have that and so you actually have to end up doing something for yourself I only say this because I know someone else that is not like book smart or study smart anything like that and if I had to sort of become really self-aware and just say you know what the best thing I can get is maybe a, a job in retail I don't want that so I need to do something for myself so I think I've, I understand 100% what you're saying in the sense that some things aren't for everyone and we shouldn't just follow with the status quo but I also do think that if you have the opportunity to and you have the resources to move along in that way and you, and it's something that you want to do because I feel like it's something that you definitely did want to do mm-hmm. then that's fine absolutely mm-hmm. fine um those people that didn't follow our path th- their choice was so restricted so they have worked so hard and they've made the best so that girl has done amazing for what she has had for what she had and for what she has and for what now she's been able to achieve you're right you're definitely right but I think I think my main thing is just to like pause and evaluate like okay I don't want to just sort of end up going to do a master's here another undergrad here Mm. just qualifications qualifications and not using them so I would like to I guess I would like to be more intentional with my decisions that's sort of what I would yeah what I would say that's 100% true I think you said you wanted to do a master's didn't you I do but you know I've come to decide I don't know if this is naive of me but in my mind I've already told myself that my employer must pay for my master's some way somehow I've put it into the universe God has to do it my employer must pay for my master's because I don't want any more student debt it's enough it is enough yeah. ideally I would like for an employer to what's the subject you want it to be in um the subject that I'm really passionate about is education and international development 
Mm. Um, that's what I would want to personally go into, sort of working with the global south. You know how, like, for example, you could do a master's. There was a guy I went to uni with. He was a master's student, but in Nigeria, he was a qualified architect. Mm. And it's like when he came here, they just didn't recognize his qualification. This guy had to start again. And it's like this guy has been working as a fully chartered architect in Nigeria for about seven, eight years. But he comes to the UK, nobody, like... um accepts his qualification and I guess that kind of disparity is a little bit like it kind of what is kind of what keeps people down or sort of puts them behind does that make sense yeah so I guess that's something that I would want to look into tackling (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. I think though that's so hard because it's just it's just literally about whether the UK rates other countries and I think with a country like Nigeria it's because of the way they've attached let's say corruption to that country it's like whether it's your education your financial system whatever you guys are doing the UK is thinking it doesn't seem right therefore someone could maybe potentially pay their way into uni or someone could you know and I think unless that that stigma is removed yeah I don't know yeah, I don't know if they're ever gonna be accepting of their yeah. um degrees and things like I that. I think also mm. to add on to that, it's also um the UK questioning the quality of education you've received if it's not a highly known academy or university that is being recognized in the UK as well. Because like in mainland Europe you can say the language barrier, but then when you go on to the UK, this the in universities in Nigeria the the content is taught in English but some people in the UK don't believe that the the quality of education is up to par and the people have learned everything they need to learn as they would in the UK so I think there's a lack of standardization forgetting that really and truly the systems we have for example in Nigeria have been inherited from the the British Empire but again it's all up for discussion and as you said Julian I guess that's one of the things that you would like to tackle as well Mm -hmm. but I'd love for you to do that that'd be amazing yeah 100% yeah that'd be amazing honestly yeah Um, so how about you guys (laughs) (laughs) um in this quarantine I've really, I guess God specifically has been teaching me the importance of um, character and having a, and having your character continuously refined and renewed. Um, I've really been learning how um, the way in which you, you think and see the world can really like impact which side of the truth you're on. Um, I think um, really with everything that's happened with COVID, with Black Lives Matter, having to be stuck with my family like 24-7, honestly, um, it's really um, brought out the worst of me, well, the worst of me that I'm aware of right now to the surface. Mm -hmm. But um, in that, like I guess God has been teaching me how to be more graceful towards other people and like understanding that okay when I'm in this mood I am acting this way 
someone else can perceive my whole um, person and my whole character based on this specific incident. And then it, with everything that was happening on Twitter as well and cancel culture, um, it's just like really been making me think about how actually we like to take the little of what we see about someone and try and judge their whole character based on that. Um, and also how just because you think that people should act like this when they feel like this, you build your own mm -hmm. view of the world that way. So, for example, <clears throat> with everything that was happening with Black Lives Matter, um, there are some people that um, were trying to get educated and blah, 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 blah. But my um, view of racism from a, for example, an American point of view, I expect that people understand that racism does exist and blah, 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 blah. But then say mm -hmm. I am someone that's from East Asia and I don't really know much of what is going on with black people. Yes, there is internet. Yes, but it's just not something that I'm exposed to regularly. I can't now as an American expect that they will have that's the same understanding and the same view. So when someone says something, instead of canceling them and jumping at their throat, although there are some people that they just take it too far, like they, they, they're intentional about being ignorant and they're intentional about, even though actually I can't even judge that because I don't know. Um, but just having a more open, open mind and just having more grace towards people, especially because like seeing the ugly in me coming out has really made me realize that I have no grounds, no grounds to say, to judge other people that harshly or to have such high expectations of people in general, because God has been so good to me in this process of refining. My family has been so graceful towards me. Even like my dad that I and him clash that I used to say that he doesn't understand me, blah, 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 blah. And now growing up, I'm realizing that I've just been a brat <laughs> towards the, like <laughs> I've just been such a big brat. I'm not allowing other people to also be themselves like and be okay that they have bad days and good days and the same way that I do kind of thing but yeah that's something that I've been really like um learning and thinking on and you know trying to write some ideas down on during this quarantine that sounds really good Kajo. that's like really that. really good <clears throat> yeah what provoked it though what did you like like did you go looking for god or was it just sort of, sort of just happened something that just sort of happened um i don't know i guess if i think i guess i just had an awakening i think it was um during easter time uh, while i was and also my whole study abroad my study abroad has pushed me to the limits of my stretching from <laughs> from not knowing where my rent money is coming yes, <laughs> to almost falling into the Grand Canyon. I think I just reevaluated <laughs> oh life. I just reevaluated and almost drowning in the ocean. <laughs> I think you just think about life and like just the relationship with my parents being away for like a whole year. Um, um, but yeah, it was specifically when I was aware of the change that was happening was during Easter time. For the first time in my life, because I've just only been intentionally a Christian for just a year and a half, kind of. And it was just like the, 
oh, you know, do you want to give your heart to Jesus? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. He's the Lord, the master of my life. And you're so excited for like two months. <laughs> and then summer comes, the Bible is there. You're looking at it, but Netflix is also looking at you. <laughs> um, and during the Easter season, I just, I don't know, for the first time in my life, I actually understood the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, it just, blew my mind when I understood like they broke it down to me and like I saw like what the bible actually said because it wasn't someone just telling me the story of guys I'm so sorry can you hear background just noise a little me? bit yes. it's... okay yeah I'm gonna go and tell my mom that's funny I had to send my mom a text to stop shouting um <laughs> Do you know what? In African households, mm. she even. There's many people in your house there. Oh, it is well. It is really well. I put a sign outside the door to nobody to walk in. My mom tried to walk in as well to ask me about breakfast, and I was just like, just. <laughs> I put a sign. Don't open the door. But anyways, as I said, <laughs> or a selective reading or something. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Hello, Celeste. Hi. Hi. I'm so sorry to cut No, you it's off, okay. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah, as I said, like I just had a really good understanding from the word of what Jesus' death and resurrection meant. And I just for the first time in my life I felt so set free from like expectation and trying to do things by my strength and trying to be a Christian instead of like understanding that the whole point of it is that I've been set free and that now I'm allowed to be my own person and in that being honest with God about who I truly am he's able to transform my heart and refine me rather than me trying to live up to who I think God wants me to be and just understanding honestly when I understood what Jesus did on the cross as in, he took everything so that I don't have to carry it. So what, like, do you get what I'm saying? Just understanding that yeah. blew my mind. And it just kind of like a switch turned on. And then I started like trying to, you know, grow and understand life a little bit better. But yeah. Beautiful. That's really good. That's really good. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Celeste. We want to hear about do you. Know what? I don't, I don't have a big, big story like that in terms of what I've experienced with um, COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have one. I think because I don't think I've had the time. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Selly yeah, cash not money. No, oh, guys, oh, stop. Oh. <laughs> not only because I've been working, but also because of obviously uni and, the, you know, the exams and everything mm. like that and I haven't really had the time but I do think one key thing that I've actually learned is actually so so important I think each one of you actually touched upon it in some in some way is having self-awareness mm. like having self-awareness in the sense that you need to know yourself and not like oh you know I like this or I like that it's like no like what like what are my limits what can I push myself to do what are my strengths how can I make this better like not in the sense of even related to your career but but I'm trying to make like 
maybe even even your social relationships mm. or the way you do things the way you act on things the way you behave realizing who you are is so so important so obviously I told you guys before about you know the PMDD and like I was very moody and I wasn't sure like that time of the month like what I was experiencing and everything like that but now that I do it's like wow like if I get to that stage of the month I'm like okay so I still need to chill this isn't mm-hmm. you and that's why you chill act act accordingly you know mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to lash out you know lash out but remember why you're lashing out kind of a thing and don't you know don't overdo it so I think <laughs> the key thing is self-awareness <laughs> but I think another thing that I realized about myself that I I don't know if you guys remember I used to say that I've never changed I'm the same person I used to scream it from the depths of the Asian that like, I am who I am and I've never changed as a person but I have really changed mm. like I am a completely different person I didn't notice it until surprisingly I think it was yesterday where I was I got dragged into some altercation at work and I just said you know what guys I'm not first of all I'm not involved <laughs> number two I'm gonna set this straight and I'm just gonna be the mature person and like just say what needs to be said because we're all here doing talking talking kiki kicking but it's not nice if we're making someone feel a certain type of way i've realized that my character is so strong that i am able to be the bigger person whereas i used to be very petty like oh gosh i'm so petty sometimes but now it's like sorry i said some of us are still trying to leave that but carry on, sorry, it is well. <laughs> it is well. Um, like, I used to think I'm so petty. Like, I will, I will stoop to your level and know what if I have to. <laughs> I feel that. You will not win. No. What is this? But it's just like, what am I actually trying to achieve? Is this, like, am I, am, am I damaging the situation further? Am I damaging that person further? So I think for me, I've had this, for me, I think my self-awareness probably came about when I realized that literally every single person in this world is having their relative struggle, mm-hmm. a struggle that you probably think, oh, come on, man, it's not that, that big of a deal, or a struggle that you can't even begin to understand. Like everyone's struggle is so different that mm-hmm. we can't actually comprehend it. And so even the term, you know, I understand what you're feeling. I'm trying my hardest not to say that because I actually don't. Mm. I don't I don't know because I wasn't there I don't know what you've been through I can only empathize with you in this moment of of you telling me this and so I'm not saying that I'm only being nice to people as a way to reward myself thinking okay I probably saved that person from you know another headache or saved that person from some ridicule it's like no like every person because of what they're going not even because of every person is going through something i may not see it they may not act in a way that shows that they potentially need someone to be a little bit kinder to them however me as an individual if i have the mental headspace if i have the capacity to put out something good and leave a trail of goodness around me and affect people positively then i'm going to do that regardless of who you are as a person you know and it's, I, I, I've always liked, you know, giving people and sharing stuff. It's never been a problem. However, before, I, I used to always want something in return. I used to think, at least say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> at least, you know, give me something. Like, I've, done, I've done you a favour. Like, I've helped you. But I've come to a point where it's just like, 
now because the, the minute my brain switched on to say I wanted to give you this or I wanted to do this for you it didn't need anything it didn't need okay well you should probably get thankful it didn't need a reward of any sort it just happened automatically and I should just act on that instant and just do it if you want if you want to give me something back go for it. if you don't that's absolutely fine because it took nothing from me my brain did it automatically for me like it just says us to do this because you don't need anything from that person anyway if that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. so I think I'm kind of coming into this character of if you're able to give give um, yeah. without it making without it making it feel like oh you're leeching off me or you must stay I'm doing too much or and eventually I feel like people around me will realize that oh, okay you know she is doing something else and if they then want to say oh Sasa, thank you so much and I, I will appreciate that because you know it would be nice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I think for me a lot of it just I think for me it's more to do with like understanding everyone's mental health and I I do believe everyone's mental health is like on a spectrum and so if I can make a difference to it if I can make your life go the way it's supposed not oh that sounds really narcissistic if I can in the moment that me and you are interacting if I can leave you feeling a bit more positive if I can you know not damage you in any sort of way then that's it I don't want to say anything I don't want to do anything to anyone that's ever going to make them feel a type of way because it's not my place to do that and I just don't know what you're exactly I just don't know what you're going through even if it's good you're going you're going through something that is so minuscule in comparison to maybe myself or what other people have gone through it's not for me to judge that you know mm-hmm. um and that's basically the only thing yeah self-awareness and just genuinely being kind to other people and I was thinking about a lot but it clicked even more when I guess Chadwick died Mm. um it really upset me it really really upset me because the ridicule that people put him through like when his body was changing and he was actually dying like he was dying he didn't say anything and I feel like you know I don't you should never expect people to say things you don't have to say it if you don't want to why should someone have to say something in order for you to treat them nicer just treat them nicer very plain and simple so i'm just going to treat people nicer plain and simple whether you have a story whether you don't have a story it really does not matter to me and it's none of my business that's just who i'm going to be one thing i just don't understand or how we got to a point in society where, for example, somebody will wear blue jackets and yellow jeans and they were like, oh, why are they doing that? It's not on your You didn't buy it. Walking away, you're never going to see them again. Why do you have an issue with things that have absolutely, oh, she lets her child wear earrings. And so, did you born the child? Did you buy the earrings? I think I definitely think everything. it's, it's a culture that Twitter has made if you go to to instagram instagram is nothing like that and i'm not gonna lie instagram it annoys me because i remember doing the black lives matter thing and everyone was being so nice to each other and i'm thinking you guys are so fake (laughs) (laughs) instagram is a very fake place to me anyway it's just too rosy too nice oh don't worry babe no i don't like instagram for that reason but in the same breath twitter is where the nastiest ugliest personas come out because I say it's a persona because I just don't believe you can actually be that horrible in person there is just no way there's no way your personality is to to go out there 
and ruin people's day. Honestly, leaving behind a train of sad people. It, I don't, I don't, I can never understand how that could be something you're proud of. It Honestly. blows my mind. But it happens a lot on Twitter, and I don't know why. It's like if you really don't like something, scroll. <laughs> Just scroll. keep going. Like, oh, yeah, block the person know. if you like. Listen, do you know what it is I just, though i genuinely think that because instagram is so fake um there is a lot of refinement that goes before you put anything out on instagram whereas twitter is so fast-paced people say the first thing that comes as soon as they see something before really deep in what they're saying you drop it there it might and you want people to laugh and you you want to say what whatever is on your heart or you're having a bad day and you're like, oh, why is this person happy kind of thing? And I don't think people always do it consciously. I think it's just a subconscious thing that because Twitter is very much, you're not really looking at people's faces, you're looking at people's words, it's very easy to not put a face to the statement. Because on Instagram, you have to look at their picture before you drop a comment on that. On Twitter, it's very quick to just, talk, 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 and just drop whatever is on your mind based on what you've seen. So you mm-hmm. you allow the worst of you to come up because who's going to hold you accountable on? That's the vibe that we already have on Twitter. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. Actually. I do think that's probably one of the reasons why, like, the formatting of the different social medias is probably what allow people to do certain things. I also think as well, though, however... When you do make when when you have made that joke and you've you've now upset that person and you're now even yourself you're now being dragged for that joke why do you not delete delete the tweet? But the thing is, people have already screenshot it and quoted it. That's absolutely fine. Screenshot already quoted it, but people on that app here will say the most ridiculous things and they will leave the tweet up there, even though people are trying to reason with you. Not. Or even argue with you about what you've just said that isn't right and your tweet will still be up there and do you know why it's up there because of clout they literally love the attention it brings them and i think that's that's one of the things that twitter showed me like people love attention because that's why they say something really funny or that's why they say something really outrageous because they know that people will come and attack them or people will come and say what they want to say and i don't agree with that you can't just say things or for I understand no it's hard though because sometimes I think to myself if I say this it'll be so mm-hmm. funny so <laughs> I'll make everyone laugh and I'll say it but in the same breath you, if it's a joke that's literally like hurting someone I don't know if I feel comfortable with that anymore but people feel very comfortable to do that I think the worst thing though well, this is this is the bit for me that made me know that Twitter is just negative. It's just bad vibes overall. Is that somebody will post their success, just landed a new job, so 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 amount salary. People will be like, "Where's the proof?" Okay, the person might now post the proof. Why is someone going to call their employer, call the airline, yeah. cancel tickets, yeah. call the, their boss yeah. to report them? Like, yeah. how can you be yeah. so toxic that you hear of somebody's yeah. good news yeah. and you want to? why that's the bit to me that i'm like yeah twitter is just bad vibes period like full yeah. stop there's ifs buts me no no yeah. i can't and i literally go back to Claudia's point of the anonymous it is well we, Guys, we understand the words you know what i'm saying the anonymity you're anonymous, anonymous on twitter. yeah that's it huh? <laughs> 
I'm screaming. The fact that you can't be anonymous, or you can, sorry, be anonymous on Twitter is what leads people to be calling people's employers to cancelling tickets. Do you know how crazy that is? In. Absolutely crazy. You hate seeing that person happy. You hate it. You absolutely hate it so much. You're calling their employer, t- talking about this is inappropriate for you to be posting online. Yeah. Who are you yeah. to do that? Honestly, and the worst thing is that I find with Twitter, it's not always even the people that you don't know, the complete strangers. On Twitter, you will post something and it will be somebody that you know from your secondary school that will go and do that, you know. Or they'll be like, how can it be that I've known you for all of these? Who do you think you are that now you can be? As if I did not see you when you were being a tramp in secondary school. Now you want to go and be successful. No, obviously I'm not, I'm not saying that I think that way but like somebody would literally like in the sense that on twitter i think that we think that it's complete strangers that go out of their way to be hateful but a lot of the times is the people that have some sort of connection or have an idea of who the person is because they'll see you on twitter and people recognize you for something and they'll be like hold on i know you from life like or like with even maya jama and all the drama I don't think that everyone that was coming for her and trying to cancel her at the time was people that just know her from Twitter. Some people are actually hateful. They're like, I know you from, I know you from ends. How dare you now come and be successful? I'm going to bring out the dirt because uh, for you to even go and search, a lot of you knew that there must have been something there before because you know them, you knew them from before. Do you get, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's a hard one for me because I feel like when it comes to social media, people portray okay let's well that's instagram usually but people like to portray the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves the funniest version of themselves the most the, the best version of best versions of themselves but any but the thing is if you know that person in real life and that is nothing what they're like you do sometimes query and just think why are you being like this why are you low-key being a little bit mm. fake this is not you especially if off camera you're here slandering let's say uh, black women but then on the timeline you're up doing hero for black women but you but you're but you're that's not you do you know what I mean and I feel like people that do that I'm sorry I feel like it does need to be called out however the way in which we call people out is not always healthy through Twitter and if you actually know the person a simple DM maybe you know I know if you're entering someone's life that you have no right to be doing you have no right to be entering some stuff. I get that, but in the same breath, it's like they shouldn't be allowed to continue on with this fake narrative mm. because to, to everyone else, because one thing as well, one of the dragons on Twitter was a man ages ago, like a fully grown man ages ago, was was threatening to do stuff to black women. He's now got a platform. Like I don't know if it's a podcast, I can't remember what it was. He now has a platform where he's able to like share his ideas and his opinions because he rebranded and he was able to be a completely new person, even though he's done some crazy madness back in the day to women. How is that allowed? How is that fair? I understand that you people change and you know people are sorry and you can forgive them. I 100% get all of that. But it even seems that when he's get when people people remember his past and he's getting dragged for it, there seems no remorse in that. There, there is not really a heartfelt apology because he just does not care. People like that, I'm sorry, should not be on that platform. Should not continue on with that thing because 
it's not fair. The, the way you got that fraudulent you don't i'm sorry you don't deserve it however the other side of me is saying how do i know i don't know what work they've been putting in to get that so mm. equally i don't have the right to actually say that but that is the face value opinion that i have okay okay you know with that um i feel a bit two ways about it in the sense that i never um, I try to not be so quick to judge in the sense that I, I don't actually know if there is remorse and that maybe that's the chapter of their life they're trying to put behind them. And also I'm like, you know, who am I to police? Because really and truly, I do know this stuff. But as you said, I could easily just send them a DM. If it bothers me that much, I should probably send them a DM. But where it changes for me is the intention behind you trying to... Um, hold them accountable of who they are because mm-hmm. there's a difference between me I'm trying to hold them accountable because actually you have a platform now I don't know what kind of if someone that was doing this before I don't know what kind of um energy you're pushing forward on this platform now and me being a bit concerned that some of your followers they might be endangered if they think that they're comfortable to her to come and meet you, to come and whatever it is, and you're somebody that potentially could cause harm or somebody that has been saying some certain things. And maybe you haven't changed and you have now a bigger platform to push those ideas. But if I'm really concerned, if I'm genuinely concerned, there is a certain way I will do things because it's you're not trying to... Um, it's not necessarily you trying to, out of hatefulness and bitterness, trying to bring that person down. Where I don't agree is when I see that people are genuinely... It's like when things, um, when people were cancelling um, Nella Rose on the TL for these tweets, there's a difference between you saying, okay, I don't really like the things she said. If it's even that deep for you that you want to unfollow her, go ahead. But for you to go out of your way to be bitter and nasty to this person, you you didn't have just an issue with what she said. You have had an issue with this person to start with. or They make you, that you've been jealous or you, you're not happy, you're bitter. Because if not, you wouldn't have reacted the way you did to something, to this person have a bigger, having a bigger platform or somebody finding out what they have done in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I actually definitely agree with what you just said. I think, it's like you just said, literally the way we hold people accountable for their past actions mm-hmm. is wrong. And also, is it because we genuinely despise them or we want to right this wrong? Mm. I feel like when, when a dragon does happen on Twitter, there are two types of people that do it. There are people that genuinely want to make the situation better. However, the vast majority have a lot of hate for said individual and so want to see them tear down like people i feel like i've seen it before where people will go as far as to to tweet yeah let's does anyone know where this person lives or works and that's when you think oh you know we're getting a bit too familiar yeah. here like we're trying to we don't know who he's living with or who that person you know it you just don't know yeah so people do need to be quite careful when they yeah when they march forward <laughs> honestly <laughs> no but honestly because i don't care how deeply this person has hurt the public or whatever it is for you to go out of your way to saying um let's go find i'm like who are you to police this situation do you get what i'm saying even i would go as far and i know and i know some people might think that this is controversial but like even with things that was ha- like with everything that happened with george with george floyd and with um with the whole black lives matter and brianna taylor 
and we're all asking for these people to be brought to justice and stuff like that but at the same time I'm like you as an individual you can't tell me that you now want to be the one to go and find this person or lynch them or whatever it is because at the end of the day you're not looking for justice you're looking for revenge because if you're looking for justice I understand there's a system that is unfair but let's try and do our best to as much as we desire for justice to not then bring ourselves down to that level as well because like I'm like how are you any better than this person that committed this crime if your way of bringing justice in your own eyes is to go and find them and beat them up I understand that what they did is wrong I'm not agreeing with the person that did it and I'm definitely like they have you know whatever is coming for them they they I want to say they deserve it even me I can't I don't know if they deserve it or don't deserve it but at the same time like if you really cared about justice and you really cared about things being right instead of uh, to right wrongs in a sense essentially there's a way that you will go about it and from the way people go about certain things you can tell that you are you want revenge you are hateful and you're bitter if that makes sense. And I understand some people have the right to, to be bitter. Things have happened. Life has treated them a certain way. This person has caused them a, a whole lot of um, pain. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, at least be honest with yourself about your intentions, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But I just feel like it's, it's very hard to do that, especially when mm-hmm. emotions are heightened. And because essentially what you're saying is that are you are you saying that the emotions and what they're feeling are you saying that it's all valid because it's usually all the or what happened with George Floyd is emotionally driven or dragons of people are sometimes emotionally driven Mm. and how they then obviously react knowing that information is what leads them to do what they're doing so if you if you're now saying that you're doing too much are you, are you saying that there some some people's emotions are then not valid because we all are so so different in the way we want the way we will then feel comfortable about our situation some people like you want to see justice in the form of you know arresting the individuals involved and putting them into prison some people will feel comfortable and resolved and feel at peace if those people are dead you know what i'm saying so it's very hard to find a compromise of what is the right action to take in a situation like this and it's so hard to um because you're because ba- you're not saying this but what it seems like is you're trying to say like you guys need to chill i'm trying you to know? say what sorry that you guys some people that take it to the extremes that they need to chill in a sense um not necessarily that they need to chill okay it's not that your emotions are not valid because they are but i I'm coming from a point of view of like we in society we are not God essentially what I'm saying is that we are not God um there are certain situations in life where there's only so much control that we have there's only so much that we can do and the poison that comes from my feelings at this point now they're hurting me more than they're doing any good um because um, it's not even like, oh, you need to chill. It's more about, like, take care of yourself. Actually take care of yourself. Because the amount of energy you're putting into this is, if, how do I say this? You yourself, 
know that if you go and find this person and kill them, you're putting yourself in, in, a, in a certain, you're putting yourself in a situation where now you have to live with having killed someone, number one. And number two, the person that has died has already died. Do you get what I'm saying? You can't bring the other person back to life. So I guess what I'm saying is just, I, I don't know that we, I don't think that we should allow ourselves to think that we are God, a God in a situation or thinking that we have so much that just because our emotions are valid, it gives us the power to go all the way with reacting to those emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think it's quite hard to, to for some people to separate the two, I guess, in the sense that it's hard to not, it's hard to sometimes not try and play God when you're just, some people, I guess, they conflate the two with holding someone accountable for their actions and then obviously trying to be judge and jury of a situation mm. like trying to find that medium is is hard yeah yeah well i think we've we've really exhausted that topic to be honest the topic has even gone gone a little bit left <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean man. introspection the things yeah. we've learned <laughs> yeah 100% Oh, just to add, I do think that's a controversial thing, by the way, Fabio. Oh, so yeah. I just, yeah, I'm, I just I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, oh, I, mm, I, don't know. I, I, I understand everything you're saying, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I think it literally comes back to the way the human brain works mm-hmm. and how powerful it can be. So some of us are able to come to that rational point. Some of us, not so much. And so it's hard it's hard to then judge other people for not being able to get there. Yeah. And obviously, as I said, I've never been in that position. So I don't know how I would react. Um, I can only say what I think standing from the outside looking in. So, you know, I would like to think that, you know, by God's grace, um, (laughs) the Holy Spirit would hold me down. But as I said, I don't know. I don't know how I would react. I would like to think that maybe the people that I have around me would um, hold me accountable and not allow me to take extreme steps. But again, I'm from the outside looking in. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So I feel like that kind of wraps up our episode one. That was heavy. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. This part is very light. (laughs) discussed a lot I think it kind of set the tone for the types of things that we're interested in it's not just sort of random yeah. chat it's things that are important to us important in our society things that matter and that's basically what this podcast is is about imagine yeah. we really start off by talking about lifetime ISIS <laughs> <laughs> and now oh lord well guys get used to it we this is how our conversations go yeah well, that's cool. That's cool. I've had so much fun recording this. It's been very interesting to, to hear everyone's views. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for what this podcast has to bring. And I really just hope that everyone that listens like actually enjoys it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really do want... I Obviously, just oh, I keep saying it's narcissistic, but I don't... Like, I would love for people to be able to take away something. Mm-hmm. from. I don't think it's narcissistic. 
No, it's cool. I think I'm, it's good to have a goal. Back. It's just a goal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your value. That's your, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because I read a tweet and it triggered me. <laughs> so, <laughs> ever since then, I'm like, I'm not trying to what be self-centered. It was just, it was a tweet like, oh, do you think you're the only person that can help people or something? I was just like, oh my gosh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, since then, I'm like, okay, no, I can't. Well, you can be part of the helping yeah. process. It might not just be only you or like you're the savior, but True, you do I, make a difference. You can make a difference. I can make a difference, whether I will or or actually tell myself that yes, I am the only one that makes the biggest difference as well. Um, That's it's two different things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, Fair let's enough. let's wrap this up. Yeah. It was lovely speaking to you, ladies. Yeah, as always. As pretty sure. Okay, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this chat. Um, and I hope that we can entertain you guys with even better conversations in the the weeks, the months to come. This is just the beginning. Be expectant for more, more juicy topics, more great conversation. And yeah, love you all, and we will see you in the next episode. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.